0: Noting that biblical names appear and reappear purposefully in Genesis, this week Father Paul emphasizes the importance of having patience with the scriptural God who operates on his own timetable. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Now there is something else about his life and lifespan before and after. We hear that Lamech begets Noah, but very interesting, again, instead of having his other sons now, the concentration is on Noah, it is the one who has a name that reflects the root that means to enjoy, which was used about Adam serving the earth in the garden. But let's go back to Lamech and hear that he became the father, he begat through his wife. Noah, at the age of 182, 182, again, happens to be the half of 365. In other words, although Enoch was perfect, but in the text Lamech is made to seem that he beat him. Here again, scripture is masterful that it does not allow you to be impressed with the greatness or the goodness of man. Very important, repeatedly. And this is what makes me really uneasy about when in all traditions, in all traditions, Christian and Jewish and human traditions, we always praise our forebears. We need that. And indirectly, we want to praise ourselves by inviting our children to deal with us the way we dealt with our forebears. Classic. You see it and you hear it in all funeral homes. But here, scripture always presents God as being in charge. So, at the half of the lifespan of Enoch, Lamech, and let's hear it. It's not like he produced Noah. That's not what the text is saying. He begat or became the father of his son, again indirectly, and called his name Noah, saying, And it's the first time in this Toledot that we hear the explanation of the name. Out of the ground, remember Adama, which the Lord has cursed. So you see, ground, Adama, and Adam, and the curse through Adam of the Adama, that this one shall bring us relief. And we have here, In the Hebrew, Yonahamenu. what is happening here is that the name Noah, that reflects the enjoyment, his function is expressed through a verb where we have, if you like, an additional consonant. We have Noah, that is to enjoy. And Niham, very important, which means brings relief, consolation. That's the same verb that we hear at the beginning of Isaiah chapter 40. Console, console my people, comfort, comfort my people. That shall bring us relief from our work and the toil of our hands. Remember in Genesis 3, where the punishment of Adam is that instead of enjoying his serving the ground, now he's going to sweat and toil. And Noah, at this conjunction, is presented as the one who has, if you like, The promise, the hope reflects the promise, the hope that God will manage that. But then we'll have to wait to see how this happens, because this will happen through the story of the flood. Solamic notice I took my time because it's very, let me call it tricky, you know, that he lived 777, which is no good, but somehow And notice, it's not that he did it, it happened. Like the human being has to procreate, and he procreated. But the text tells you he did that at the year 182, and he produced Noah. It is as though in the case of Lamech, the rest of his life is not so important. We heard about the others doing the same thing, but in the middle of his life, He did something that produced Noah, and ultimately it is God that does that, because it is God who is the one who planted the seed of procreation in the DNA of the human being. And then we have Noah at the end, who became suddenly, and here we have a complete shift, if not twist going in a different direction we don't hear that he begat his son and then after that other sons and daughters immediately we are told that he became the father of Shem, Ham and Japhet. the three are mentioned at the same time although later we hear that Ham was younger and so on obviously the three were not born at the same time we don't hear that they were triplet but we hear that in the text, they are bunched together and we'll have to wait to see how after the flood, we are told again that these are the Toledot of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. There is no Toledot of one and Toledot of the other and Toledot of the other. I mentioned this indirectly until now, but we'll revisit it more in detail that the author had in mind the entire nations together as a lump sum. It's not this nation and that nation, lump sum, the three. So let's remember, we have the Toledot of Aram, then the Toledot of Noah, then the Toledot of Shem, Ham, and Japheth together. In 11, we have the Toledot of Shem. We'll get back to that at that point. So this chapter 5 is really powerful. And as we shall see, but I have to stop here. It straddles chapter 5 and 6 and goes until verse 8. Of chapter six, so that is also very interesting to remember. If we go by the toledot, as we hear them as literature in the text, the toledot of Adam start in Genesis five one, and go until Genesis six eight. And I'll show you then the importance of Noah. Notice Noah is introduced as someone is special, but we don't hear about his being special until we get to his Toledot that begin at Genesis 6, 9. So that is very important to remember, that we don't stop here the Toledot of Adam, we have to continue hearing Genesis 6, 1 through 8. Very important. And we'll see the importance because in 6, 8, we hear that Noah looked good, found grace before the Lord God. Very important. But we need to give all the time that is needed for Genesis 6, 1 through 8. But it's important for me to prepare the hearer that we did not finish with the Toledot of Adam. It has to be continued. And that hopefully will make them understand why one has to submit to the text, as I invited them to do, and here what is happening which with each of the names the ones that disappear obviously disappear the others that remain they are rehandled again that is very important and it needs patience obviously my joke is that in the bible not only god needs patience with us actually the message is more that we need patience with him. Not because he's a bad guy, but because he is the boss and he does things not in their own time. He does things in his own time. He is the controller. The name Noah has a meaning. It means rest. And it seems funny to me that the author... Chooses instead of having it come from the regular root nuah to rest, has it come from comfort naham. The author is obviously forcing something here. Why would he decide to, instead of using the natural etymology of nuah, go to naham instead? Nuah technically is to enjoy, not just to rest, to enjoy, and thus to enjoy the rest. But naham. Uh, you pushed me now. I was leaving this for chapter six because this niham is very tricky in the story itself that you're forced to understand it as consolation, comfort. I mean, it's all over the place. And I mentioned just one text, which is Isaiah 40, so that the people would go directly to him. Interestingly, and I need your promise not to push me in this direction, in Genesis 6, 6, where we hear about God repenting, that's the translation, because it has no other meaning, is precisely the same verb, niham. The trouble is that every time we have what it does mean here or not here. Remember, in Semitic languages, it's the root that controls you. You cannot play games with the roots. But the difference is in its function. My classic example is that when a junior loves a senior, it means he obeys the senior. When you say the senior loves the junior, the senior loves the junior in the sense that the senior takes care of the junior. So the same verb does not have the same connotation. It's only the function that gives you the connotation. So here we hear that the human beings will relax if you want this one shall bring us relief from our work but the one who will do the business through noah is god at the beginning of chapter six and here i go back to the importance i gave to the fact that the Toledot of Adam does not end at the end of chapter 5. It ends in the verse 8 of chapter 6. You see how all these things come together. It is only by submitting to the text that you can get the answer to any question you may ask. And that was your question. And I tried to give you the answer of the text itself. This time, instead of Adam enjoying, because remember, he enjoyed and then he became disobedient. When he was enjoying the ground, he was eating from the tree of life. And suddenly, upon his disobedience, he was not allowed anymore to eat from the tree of life. Here again, life is very important in the story of Enoch. How is this reversed? It is reversed through Noah, who will be presented at the beginning of chapter six as being righteous and perfect, and we shall talk about that. And in this sense, but let me mention it here so touch upon it, He will be the one who not only walk with God as Enoch did, but he is also the righteous, and the perfect one. And these two adjectives, or at least one of them, will be used later about Abraham and his progeny, um, Isaac and Jacob. We'll see that. So that is the, if you want to deal seriously with scripture, you have to be patient and submit and find the answer not in theologumina, theological propositions, but in the text. Scripture ultimately, and after so many years working with it, I realized that it's clearer than we make it sound. We start playing with it when the texts sound harsh to our ears, and are against the grain. And I'm saying specifically at those moments, one have to be patient with the God of Scripture. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.